Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams and Mung is here. Whoop. And Greg is here. Hello. I can't believe Mung made it back, Greg. I, uh, we, we were wondering where you were, Mung. He's oh, been gone. It's great to be back. Mung is looking forward to starting 2019 with gusto, a really stinky gusto. I'm back Ugh. from my adventures in Mount Everest, where I was leading a bunch of Sherpas up that big mountain. How'd that go? Um... So they looked up to you. <laughs> they looked up to me. You were teaching uh, them tricks. I was teaching them tricks, but unfortunately, wow. we tumbled down the mountain like Jack and Jill. Here comes the Yeti. No, it's the Mungy. Watch out, Greg. Was Mung the Yeti? So all these people thought it was the Yeti up there, but it was really Mung all these years? I, I was so abominable. It was ridiculous. Are you the Yeti and Bigfoot and everything else, too? Guilty as charged. Sasquatch. Oh, man. Well, we'll get to plenty more Hmong content later in the broadcast. First, let's check the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast. For Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 33. That sounds like the best day of the weekend because, friends, here comes Sunday. Rain. The rain could be heavy at times. High near 48. Windy, messy, gusty winds. And then I guess the temperature is going to crash on Sunday night. And we could be seeing some tough weather, but certainly all the more reason to stay inside and watch football. And we will get to football stuff during this broadcast. Nice. Uh, Look at the tease oh, right off the top, Greg. Uh, you love football, don't not you? Football. Oh boy. Mr. Sports, it's Greg. Mr. Sports. Sporty Greg on sports. Let's check the Cape and Islands tides for the weekend. Coming up on Saturday, January 19th. We have a high tide at about oh nine twenty or so. And about 10.15 a.m. on Sunday, January 20th. That means low tides uh, sort of in the afternoon before the sun goes down. And I noticed uh, yesterday when it's out gallivanting around, you get a sunset. You get a low tide with those cold pools of water. You get the reflection thing starting to happen. And it is magic time. There was a huge sunset. Uh, What was this like last week here? There's a window on the other side of the newsroom that around sunset, if you open it, it's this glorious, just beautiful. So you actually got up out of your cubicle and walked out of my desk. Up, I walked, Mr. Nature Boy, and walked to the window. I like the concept of this sunset thing, but. Isn't everybody upset that like it happens like around four thirty? Yeah, but it's getting later every every day. We're we're on our way, people. Uh, oh yeah, we're post solstice now. So this, oh, thing, yeah. this thing changes by the day. Yep, interesting. Oh, it's getting lighter and lighter. I thought oh. you were in touch with your sort of natural self. I thought that was the Hmong way. Well, in touch and self. Stop touching yourself. Oh dear. <laughs> well, this uh, goes right into our next topic, Greg, and this comes from you into our mailbag. I don't know how this gets before you, but it says here. Greg wants to know more about Mung's lair. Question off the top. Uh, why would you ask that question, Greg, and why do you want to know more about Shea Mung? 
we were kind of curious. You weren't here. So, you know, where does Mung go? Where does Mung exist if he's not here in the in newsroom. front of the microphone in the newsroom? And we sort of had some theories, some, some uh, not fantasies. I said I, it I was a say. cave filled with the odd little bits of animal remainders that he gnarled and chewed on. Uh, I said there was a great abundance of gravy. It's a wash in gravy. And I think sort of discarded <laughs> Like scales. it rains gravy, like from the ceiling? I like, just, like a I, terrarium? I don't know where it comes from. It's just there. It's just Evapo- all over the graviation? place. It's on, on the wall, the ceiling. Um, the other thing <laughs> was uh, 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 discarded uh, 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 skin scales that litter the mm, floor. From yes. all the loofahing and the, the grooming? Exactly. Well, Mung, what is it that, all about? That's what I use to make my rugs. Uh, you guys are pretty close. At least you didn't say gravy. <laughs> I would say not so much cave, more like broom closet. Um, so I got to just sit there. Mung's lair is broom closet based. And um, there's a ton of Nag Champa uh, incense being burned. Uh, there's an insane amount of reruns of The Golden Girls, which is my favorite show. Uh, and I'm constantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why? 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 still Getty. She's so great. Uh, Blanche, you know, the legendary Rue McClanahan. What? She's so saucy. What? These ladies are old and racy and they're talking about canoodling and it's so hilarious. Oh boy, Greg. So many TV shows to choose from. Oh, that's no. that's that's the one. Why the Golden Girls? That's Why? that's the one you've grappled. I don't know. It's kind of like filthy grandmas. <laughs> Lee loves it. It's, it's so funny. I don't really care about like regular adults making jokes about um, sleeping around, but when you got some ladies in their seventies, it's hilarious. Oh um, boy! Who doesn't love Betty White? She's like she's like an icon of, yeah, she of Hollywood. Is, no, she's still right. around. Right. All right. right, I guess okay. We'll have you're to right. revisit uh, Golden Girls, Greg, I, I with a new it. eye I doubt for the it. Golden and, and Girls. Speaking, speaking about oh. golden things, of course, I'm blasting in, in, Monk, in the Monk speakers the gold age of music, which was like 70s, 80s uh, soft hair bands. I'm not going to say cool hair bands like Guns N' Roses or Poison. We're talking like Foreigner, REO Speedwagon, oh. Take It on the Run. Oh, oh yeah. I oh. can't stop this feeling anymore. That's, that's what I'm listening to, Greg. Stop the this, feeling. This yeah, is really, your favorite, please, I'm sure. Please, please. Nelson, like anybody with, with beautiful 70s, 80s They had 80s beautiful gray. hair. Yeah, yeah. That's what I listened to. It was long. <laughs> long and Lustrous, yes. It was lustrous, mm-hmm. yes. So that's pumping out of the most well, speaker. okay, that's and a no, heck of a broom closet. No gravy, but a lot of booberry. I just constantly booberry. You mean the flavored cereal? Oh, yeah, yeah. Booberry. With that creepy blue monster Don't on it. Chocula. I'm not even sure ah, what booberry ah, is ah. made out of. Frankenberry. It. It's kind of like just sugar crystals in my mouth. Oh, boy. Well, I I'm don't glad know. we covered that, uh, Greg. I hope you've really been rewarded for your curiosity. Would you actually go there, Eric? I mean, would you... It doesn't sound like if, there's if, room. If Mung asked you to go, well, what if he He's left... He's in there sleeping, standing up. He's got no room to lay down. What if he, like, left the room? You know, then there'd be a lot of room for you to, you know... <laughs> To investigate? Yeah, exactly. That's when the door closes and locks <laughs> and the slow suffocation begins, oh. whether it's sugar, gravy, scales, or just despair. What a place to die. I mean, everything's everything's <laughs> noxious and poisonous. Let's all, see. All firing I- squad. <laughs> Mung's room. Uh, if, if you're coming over, just bring a lot of Febreze. That's all I say. Oh. Oh. Well, uh, I'm sorry. A topic I'm, we will I'm sorry. Never revisit. I'm sorry. I asked. I, uh, I retract. This Mung-heavy content is is really starting to freak me out. And on we go. I have another thing here. Hopefully, it's useful to our listeners who are listening to find out fun things about Cape Cod. So far, no fun. Just Mung. <laughs> Here's Mung's three tips to eliminate winter stress. Though this is something we can all use. All right. 
Yeah, I'm not sure anybody's going to use this, but it's been uh, it's de-stressing me recently because I have three things that I've been doing that have been de-stressing my winter. Uh, the number one thing is keeping uber hydrated by keeping uh, bottles of water in my car and also Diet Cokes and some Gatorade. Here's the advantage to this. You always have really cold drinks in the car. They don't freeze until it's super cold. And when you're going out for lunch, you save money on not having to order a drink. This could be a savings of $150 to $2. So, boom, that's one tip. Always stay hydrated with really cold beverages in your car. I find the freezing factor is a bit more often than you think, though. It could happen, but let's say you get a really cold day and all 12 of your uh, Poland Springs freeze and it's just a big thing of ice. Just wait until a warm day. It'll melt. Then you got super, super cold water. It's kind of yeah. like breastfeeding on a, on a glacier. Okay, I'm oh, out. I am oh, out. leaving the broadcast oh, right now. Oh, See you later. Um, I think we've lo- I think we've lost before. one, Greg. Oh, oh man, my goodness. Hey, that's really cold. Yeah, that's oh. an interesting image, though. And if you, <laughs> Greg's getting kind of randy. Watch out. I just like really cold water. <laughs> Why not an iceberg? That's what I said. Maybe they're too salty. Um, uh, if it's a carbonated beverage uh, in a can, you could get into some trouble during freezing times. So. But it's kind of interesting, though. It's like slush. Have you ever oh, had yeah, slush cola? Oh, yeah. There's nothing like, like slush <laughs> turning into stickiness that your car is never able to shake. <laughs> it so. is super cold, though. There's something about that so super cold. really, really cold. All right. All right. Hydration. Water. We can all Hydration agree. tips for winter. All right. Check Gee, that that's, one. That's not that. What, uh, what the, else? The, the next one is so good. The Hydration. third one's a little blah, but the, the next one is all about rotisserie chicken. Wait, wait a oh minute. Oh my god. Mong has <laughs> been obsessed with How to with eliminate rotis- winter stress? Yes, here's why. <laughs> Rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Rotisserie chicken. Here, all right, so say you're working a long day. You work until 6.30 or 7 and you're hungry. And you're like, oh man, I gotta cook dinner. But I gotta go home. That's gonna take me a half an hour just to prepare the ingredients. I'm not eating till like 8.30 at night. Unacceptable. But if you have a rotisserie chicken at your house... Or in your car. Or in your car, (laughs) which would be really cold. (laughs) This affords you so many great things. You could have a chicken sandwich. You could have chicken salad. You can cut that up, throw it into pasta. You have leftovers. And the great thing about rotisserie chicken, they're found everywhere in the Cape. Any grocery store or little market. And they're cheap. You can get a rotisserie chicken at BJ's for $4.99 or one at Star Market for $5.99. Literally have three meals out of it. I am obsessed with rotisserie chicken. Well, you know, I agree with you. They can be delicious and handy, but sometimes I wonder about what we're doing and these poor prisoner chickens just being processed. And then the final insult is they're like, 99 cents. It's like you, you can't even charge like 15 bucks and make it worth their horrible life and death. You got to make it something cheaper than like a pack of bologna. The poor chicken. I assume, it, I assume they're all like cool with sacrificing their life for us, right? Yeah, yeah. They live in a condo next to the Golden Girls and they're like, oh, hey, let's go, baby. And out they go and they jump into an electric pool and it's all over. And why, why they're particularly good for the winter is let's say it's a cold, snowy winter Saturday and you just kind of want to sleep in and you're like, oh my God, I'm hungry. If you got a rotisserie chicken there. You're set to go. You don't have to go forage for food. You don't have to make anything. Uh, you can put, you can chop that chicken and put it into anything. Homemade pizzas. Um, plus, you can get flavored rotisserie chicken. They've got a rosemary and like garlic one at Shaw's. Just top notch. I would eat them at least two or three times a week. So there's another answer for you, Greg, on the Mung Lair question. Uh, I'm Thousands the of more, chicken bones. The more the, chicken the, carcasses oh. stuffed into a pillowcase. So That's pillow. many carcasses. The more I know, the the 
the more I just don't want to know. Well, all right. Well, how do you do carcass? It's too much. Well, you know what you actually, you know what you could do also. Do you have like an outside like barbecue? Do you, I mean, do you still keep your thing out there? Um, you can, you know, exa- yeah, exactly. Get some, get some barbecue. Yeah, yeah. On. Get, get yep, some barbecue. That's a lot of work. Some the people barbecue in the winter. I do. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But definitely save those carcasses, because how will you do carcass juggling without lots of chicken carcasses? Okay, third tip now. We have hydration, rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Mung's three tips to eliminate winter stress. Number three, Mung. Number three is more about um, driving in parking lots when it's snowy and slushy and crappy with a lot of other people. Here's my thing that I've been doing recently. Have you ever gone into a really uh, crowded parking lot, like Trader Joe's, like your favorite store, and like you, you, you're in this maze and dance of of horrific trying to find a parking spot where everybody else is going into the same spot and it's just you spend like 10-15 minutes there and it's just a nightmare I refuse to go to a lot of stores that I love because of parking lot nightmares and my new thing this year is always go to the last space in the lot the furthest away park there no one ever parks there and walk the fat mung butt to the store, get a little exercise. I've been doing this recently, and it, the extra two minutes it takes to walk from the car is so worth it than having to deal with all of this traffic. So that's more of a traffic headache. And think about it when it's snowy and slushy. You never know which spots are going to be scooped out. So always just find like the one furthest away, and you'll be golden. I always do that at Trader Joe's and Hyannis. Oh, I park so, as far I don't know, away yeah, as I why can. Why did I just think of this till now? Well, particularly if you have like an expensive car. I know people yes, with, with like yes. Beamers and you know. Mercedes, not me, of course. And they park way, way, way far away. And it's like, it's not that much of a walk. I mean, mm-hmm. what is it, like 30 seconds? 45? Right, extra 30 seconds. You feel good. Max. You're outside. Walk to fat mode. I feel like I've been in, like, <laughs> like trying to find a parking spot once for like a half an hour, just like beating out these other cars just because I try to get the first space close to the business. Everybody, everybody. Like, this doing is ridiculous. That. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, we've got uh, hydration. We've got rotisserie chickens. I like the third one. Uh, I like, we've I, got uh, navigating parking water lots. Water chicken and parking. Thanks for saving our winter Yay, month. I'm so fun show. All right, let's uh, let's move on people. Uh, we have we have dwelled in the land of Hmong for so very long. Yeah, let's go somewhere else. Now, I want to report on something that happened to me just the other night. Me, yes me, I was invited to a birthday party and it was at the Alley Bowling and Barbecue Center in Orleans. We had talked recently about all these great places. Yeah, yeah. And I went expecting not much and found it to be incredibly delightful and wonderful. The place was packed. It was Saturday night. We had some lanes reserved, but so there was another party going on and people were filling the restaurant and bar. It smelled so good. We had these pulled pork sliders as part of the party. I mean, so you're bowling and eating sliders, which is a little iffy with sticky and bowly, but you know, you just got to take that into mind. Everyone was having a ball. They had big screen TVs, so we were able to watch the Chiefs and Colts football game. And there is something about the deliciousness of barbecue combined with group failure at Candlepin Bowling that brings a sense of joy to everyone. We commiserate. We eat. We fail at bowling. We eat more. We laugh. We're together. Wasn't there someone that knew how to bowl? There was like one person I saw, and it's funny because I, I know her from Wellfleet, and I had no idea she could bowl. And she got up there and she was slamming it, just slamming the candle pins. Wow. And everyone else was like, "Look at that!" And then you get up there and you, got, you get like a two in three balls, you know. And it's like 
Canopin' is so hard. Oh my god, that's well, the hardest also, sport in the world! Also, I get the sense that, you know, maybe these kids aren't bowling as frequently as we used to bowl. I mean, we used, we used, we used to bowl fairly frequently. I don't know, I've always stunk at bowling. I think Candlepin bowling well, is maybe the hardest sport in it the is. world. It's awful. And I, I, I don't know, I, I just feel like there's no way to get better. There's nothing you can do, and it's just impossible. Um, no, no, my, uh, my grandfather was a champion candlepin bowler up at the same Orleans alley in the 60s. He was the first to bowl a triple strike on TV. It seems so hard. I can't even get 10 pins down after three throws. Like, none of this family bowling magic was passed on to I Bob. think I literally bowled like a 42. Right. In 10, 10 frames. I feel like there's young young girls who can do better than that. Well, I think, I mean, your grandfather, like, did it. He did it like he was throwing, like, a baseball, right? <laughs> That's except, right. Except, except underarm. Right, right. He's like a pitcher, like right. a softball thrower. I mean, that, I can't imagine <laughs> But there's that. no difference between a kid throwing it slow and someone slinging it. The pins rule, and the pins go to, go down when they want to go down, and they don't want to go down unless you somehow know some secret bowling thing. But... That's fun, because we're all joking around, like, this guy I'm bowling with, he's awful. I'm awful. I'm like, you know, why don't you try it left-handed? He's like, yeah. So he tries it left-handed, <laughs> and it gets like an eight when he's been getting threes, which to prove that the bowling universe is crazy and has no rules of gravity or up and down. Candle pins are, are tough. But what a scene. I have to say, really a joyous, you know, scene. I played some video games, which was really fun. There was air hockey. The food was awesome at the alley bowling and barbecue in Orleans. And the camaraderie was excellent. The only thing I really don't like are the shoes. I, I don't I don't like bowling shoes. Did they spray them? I think they did, but does it really matter? The it soles, does. It does. The soles of many despairing bowlers they have sweat to be, into no, that no, no. Uh, they, If they are not sprayed after, they'll, they'll never be the same. Everybody knows that. Is that a law that you're supposed the to The guy behind the counter with the cigar sprays the shoes. All right. Well, I, I, I can say that it was a really fun night, and I don't go out too much, but that was great. Really a lot of fun. So what about, all, what about all the, all the barbecue sauce in the holes in the bowling ball? That's the problem. The entire place, the alley, holes. the pins, oh, that's right. There's yeah, no yeah, people, yeah. the balls were all covered in about an inch deep uh, of barbecue sauce. Oh, man. Which no, would, it was clean and lovely. So it means yeah. they'd be like slippery, right? Or, or would they be, you know, grippier? I think grippier? Barbecue, is, is it, barbecue's sticky, right? It's like it's sticky, yeah. sticky yeah, so, so it would make it sort of uh, grabby. The food there is so good. I've eaten there so many times. It's some of my favorite barbecue in all of New England. Um, in fact, uh, keep an eye out for this. Sometimes they have this special that's the best. They call it uh, meat candy, um, which is uh, their famous. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Still is. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, what it is is burnt can- uh, burnt ends. So this is a, a very uh, particular part Isn't of that a, a of band a, of a brisket Split ends. Um, so it's this really juicy and tender and, and cooked portion of the brisket that is, you put it in your mouth and it dissolves in your mouth. It is like meat candy. It's sweet Ooh, and wow. delicious. Yeah, yeah, they don't have it every every day, but if you can see that on their special, ask for their burnt ends. Wow. I'll ask for that next time. Well, that was fun. Uh, that was fun and uh, barbecue is so enjoyable and it's sort of uh, front and center uh, this week, guys, because we have a giant Patriots game. Woo! In Kansas City Grumble. on Sunday, which is going to be occupying everyone's time. Grumble. And, of course, it brings the question, who has better barbecue, Kansas City or Cape Cod? <laughs> Come on. I don't really there have There is a, good barbecue. I, I, I don't have an opinion. Weren't we once called, called Barbecue Cod? Yeah, right. Yeah, before we had <laughs> fish or the people. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Barbicod? Maybe the people in Kansas City are going to say them. 
So if you had to go out, Mung, as an aficionado of barbecue around New England, as you've said, are there some places that are go-to places on Cape Cod? The Alley sounds like a go-to place in Orleans. Barbecue Uh, there. The Alley is a good place. Um, In fact, there's not a ton of barbecue on the Cape, which is kind of sad. Um... I'm struggling to find There's more. There's a place in Carver you go to sometimes. There's a place in Carver. There's one in Braintree as well. There was one in Dennis that closed uh, within the last few years, and they were pretty good. But I feel like the Cape needs more barbecue. Um, there's a uh, There was a barbecue truck in um, Sandwich over the summer. Um, where they had that... Uh, oh, yeah, right. I that, went to that uh, place. Yeah, that, I, was, had, I had ice cream next door. Did you have ribs there? No, I had ice cream next door at uh, that uh, ice cream place. It looked like they had delicious ribs. That did look good. I don't know if I watched the guy the cooking them. He was like squirting them with a spray bottle of apple cider. Oh, that's the best. It smelled so good, but I was just way deep into my ice cream at so that point. So we can presume that Kansas City rules Kansas City wins. This topic. That's yeah. too yeah, bad. Yeah, they, they get... Sorry, they sorry, get sorry, Cape Cod. The barbecue champion. That's tough, you know, I mean, and then that also bear the question comes up, where do you... Watch this big game. This is could be the last game of the year for New England fans or whatever. This is almost like the Super Bowl. Do you stay home in your own comfy environment where you can control food, beer, bathroom, the whole thing? Or do you go out to one of Cape's fine uh, sports bars or restaurants and watch the game there? And where would you go if you were told you cannot watch the game in your house on Cape Cod and you must go out on Cape Cod, where would you go? Well, I would say if you have to determine, do you want to be able to hear the announcers? Because at a bar setting, sometimes that can get a little loud and you, you might not be able to hear what they're saying. A lot of my friends, they don't really care what the announcers are saying. You just want to watch it and see the highlights of the game. That way, uh, a perfect spot would be like the Seaside Pub on Main Street in Hyannis. They have both uh, tons of TVs, smaller, larger, a humongous one. So they got a good mix of TVs. Plus, you can get a twisted tea uh, for like in a, in a nice glass for like three bucks. Whoa. So you don't have to spend too much money on wow. drinks. They've got great appetizers. So... Uh, a setting like that, I think, would be like a perfect place to watch the game. Now, I would go right in my neighborhood so I can walk home, which is so helpful in a bar situation. Yeah, you're in a good place. I'd walk down to the bomb shelter in Wellfleet Harbor. It's a small place, full of camaraderie, though. Nice televisions. And the nice thing about that place is it's so small that usually everyone's kind of watching the same giant TV. So you get that theater feeling and everyone's, you know, in the experience together. I was there when the Red Sox beat the Yankees. In 2004, when they came that came back in the AL series there, and um, what joy! All these people who all of a sudden became your best friends because you'd all been in that environment for hours together, and you're hugging people you don't know, and it was just grand. So I would go to the bombshell. The food there. Not too much choice. Uh, I don't know, like chips maybe, stuff like that. So that's the thing. If you, if you want to have food, that could be a problem. How about you, Greg? Um, you love football. I <laughs> do. Um, I you like had it. To. You don't I, watch I it, like it. I like it um, as much as I do baseball and pretty much every other sport. Which is none. Which is you, zero. You hate it. Um, but um, if... Well, I really don't have a choice. Um, I, if, if I did have a choice and I cared, I would stay home. And I'd watch something else. You're being else. forced out. And, and and I'd watch something else. Like a nature film or something? T- yeah, 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 yeah. You know, maybe some Marlon Perkins or something. The baby porcupine makes his way toward the cactus. <laughs> Are you my mother? But in this case, I don't have a choice. So I'm going to be watching the game, whether I like it or not, here in the Cape Cod Times newsroom Sunday night. And so you're going to invite everyone to come down maybe? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have, uh, you know, a, a keg. 
Um, you know, <laughs> you know, we're just gonna go. Are crazy. you gonna bet on the game? <laughs> oh sure, yeah, we're gonna do that, and then after the game, we'll you know have some go out li- liquor, like, liquor or something. Wax some you know? mailboxes <laughs> with bats or something. No, really, we're just gonna be working. <laughs> um, All right, I would all throw out Dino's and Mashpee as a good place oh, to yeah, go. Oh yeah, totally. You yeah, know, ch- I think they might have the biggest TV around. They might have the biggest TV. That is, like one of those gargantuan TVs. It is. It's like a whole wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched a bunch of games at the Governor Bradford in Provincetown. If you want mm-hmm. that kind of like end of the road desperation kind of feeling. Uh, but they have food, too, and I like the bartenders. They're great. They have the best chip dispenser. It's a giant basket on the ceiling that comes down, and you get your chips out of it, which is good. Uh, what else? Red Face Jackson, West Yarmouth. Mung, you said that place was pretty good? Yeah, and it's usually uh, pretty bumping there, so if you like a good crowd, go there. Lots of TVs, lots of good eats. And the good thing about the Cape is that there's probably, um, you know, in any town, at least two good places. So you don't have to travel too far to watch the game. With your friends. So we'll all be watching because the weather's going to be crazy this weekend. But Saturday is going to be nice. And so that's the day to get out there and do something. Uh, Yesterday, I revisited one of my favorite places on Cape Cod, which is in the town of Truro. This is the Bearberry Hill Trail, uh, also known as the Pamet Area Trail System. And it's the end of North Pamet Road, right out of the town center. And I climbed Bearberry Hill. I summited. And it was a beautiful afternoon, not much wind, mighty view. What a view from up there. The Atlantic down there, you can see the the crazy world of Boston Beach, which has been blown apart. It's just a big sandy dance floor, and there are other trails that go around to a bog house, and then just head up the coast to Crazy Town. You can walk for miles there, a lot of it completely waterfront. You can zip out onto the beach in places. I would recommend that as a Saturday walk this weekend. I think it's got to be one of the top five most beautiful spots on Cape Cod. So I say get up there to Truro. Is this across from uh, the spot where you go to view the washover? Or it's on the other side, right? It's the other side of the valley where that house got uh, finally taken away. That's at the end of South Pamet Road where the Boston Beach parking lot is. Okay. But there's North Pamet Road that runs along the other side of the river out to the ocean. And so... uh, there's like a, an old Coast Guard building, and there's a parking lot next to it, and it's a seashore trail. Didn't see any rangers out because none of them were working. <laughs> you could run amok oh. out there. You know, that's sad. I feel bad because I've known a lot of people over the years who have worked for the Park Service, and their regular work and stiffs. I mean, the thing they got going for them, I think, is with a federal job, like after 20 years, I think you can retire for like 80% of your pay, which is amazing. You have to wear a uniform and take orders from Uncle Sam, which is kind of tough. They do have a beautiful office, that seashore. It's nice, but imagine that. You're a fa- you know, you're a working family. You got a job, and all of a sudden, like, now you've been out, what, 25 days, something like that? Now yeah. you missed a first paycheck? Yeah. Any of us, that would be a very frightening experience. Mm-hmm. I feel for all the folks on the Cape that work for the seashore and other federal jobs, but... So, yeah. you, so you could have actually gone out there and like picked cranberries out of season. And, well, and that's what I started wondering. Out of season. Like, if you were ever um, had some bad ideas, get uh, out there with a you know four wheel and just go nuts. I don't I know. Mean, I mean, they, they apparently have been doing that at other you know national parks. These people they they cut down trees at um, uh, a Joshua tree. Joshua tree, yeah. exactly. So they yeah. can get out. I, trash. I what pisses, yeah, that's what pisses me off most is trash. Like, what human is it's like, like horrible. is like, oh, there's no workers here. Yeah. Let's just litter all uh, over the I'm place. Dump Who my are trash. these people? Well, how about like the restrooms at Salt Palm Visitor Center? Year-round restrooms that are good friends, clean and nice. Sorry. 
Uh. What about going into the Salt Palm Visitor Center and asking a ranger a question, seeing a movie, visiting the bookstore, looking in the museum? No. Oh, close. You know, so I, w- I was actually surprised because I was up at Head of the Meadow Beach in North Truro, and they're working on that that bike trail extension. Yes, yes. And I thought they'd have the whole parking lot closed up, but no, it was open, and it was great to get out on the beach there. But do you mean uh, the little, little, little parking the lot, l- the small? Uh, uh, Head of the Meadow uh, Beach parking lot, which is a big parking lot. Yes, I thought they'd have it gated off. No. Like, but no, you can go into the parking lots and stuff. It's just huh. that all work is ceased, and all their construction stuff is just sitting behind a fence. So. Right. Right, right. You know, that's sad stuff. But anyway, Saturday is the day with some sun before the rain on Sunday to get out to Bearberry Hill in Truro. You can walk as far as you want to get to the top of uh, Bearberry Hill, though. It's short and uphill, but just beautiful. Really so beautiful. Uh, interesting, because now that you bring up uh, winter walks, there's lots of great places on the Cape to do a nice winter walk. You do want to make sure of one critical thing. That could be winterizing talk right you, here. You must winterize Good yourself. Seg. Yes. So it's true that we've had plenty of conversations here. We spend a fair amount of time outdoors. Uh, Greg, maybe not quite as much. No, I do. I do. All I right, do. Right, I walk. Oh, I walk. That's right. Last week we found out that you were a nude sunbather in your youth on Dude, a rock. Hey, you, you missed that, Mung. Oh, dear. Oh, my <laughs> I will not be listening to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mung, you recently bought some new footwear that you were trotting around the office and showing everyone. Oh, yes. Look, they lace. They actually have laces. <laughs> it's not yeah. Velcro. Yes, they do have laces. Uh, what, what do you have for footwear now? So, so I, I have some big, you know, boots, uh, Timberland boots for the snow, but then I was like, I need a good, comfortable office shoe that also, or, or sneaker that is that is also good for slush and, and mud and kind of the crap that the winter can bring to the Cape, and even some snow. So I was like, you know what I need? I need like a sneaker that's good for the snow. And voila, L.L. Bean has snow sneakers. Uh, as you, as everyone knows, there's a nice L.L. Bean store in Mashpee Commons. Um, so I recently purchased some snow sneakers, and they uh, feel awesome. They, they don't have too high an ankle, very comfortable, and I'm very much looking forward to sloshing around in the snow with these. 100% waterproof, and yeah, just awesome. Why would you Why would you get those as opposed to because you know, com- like a hiking com- boot? Or they're comfortable or in the something. office. Like I don't want to have to change shoes when I'm leaving the office to go out. I don't want to have to put boots on and have some office shoes. And a lot so- of time on the Cape, like it's not wicked knee deep badness. Right, right. It's right, low right, level right. badness. Low level puddles badness. and slush and yeah. sand at the beach and water where you end up, and you don't really need something high and crazy. I mean, you have to have something, I guess, for an emergency. But for in and out of the office, then going out, stepping in a puddle, whoops, you're safe. Well, and a hiking boot is um, heavier. Yeah, yeah. it's more of a commitment. So yeah, top notch, tired. and it was less than seventy bucks, and they're pretty stylish too. So well, I recommend some good winter shoes. My basic recommendations would be this: uh, I believe in wool over fleece, and I believe in wool over down. So I would always go wool uh, if it's going to be close to your body or on your skin. Make it merino wool. Uh, that way it's not itchy. I'd say a merino wool hat, some kind of uh, merino wool light sweater. I have a merino wool hoodie sweatshirt, and I have my ultimate red and black Johnson Woolen Mills of Vermont jack shirt. Mm-hmm. And it wow. zips up, and I've got a whole system going. Yeah. I completely believe in wool, whether it's socks, headwear, or sweaters, or coats. Although yesterday, just yesterday, at the Wellfleet Marketplace, I was talking to my friend Dana. And, you know, he's kind of a goody-goody in the world. And he said, I won't buy wool because I think it's mean to sheep. 
You're just, you're just shearing them. It's not. That's what I said. Not, they're just giving not, him a haircut. And he's you're like, not killing them. He's like, well, sometimes they're kind of rough about it. They can cut them. I've seen shearing, and there is blood. There is some blood. You mean Ed Shearing? The uh, <laughs> Shearing. What? The pop star? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. His first single who's, was Sing to Sheep. Who's um, Ed who's, Shearing? Who's that exactly? Did, uh, you, did you say, why do you care about this? Uh, E-W-E. Uh, 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 E-W-E. Uh, it's you. Little, little joke. You is you, not you. That's crazy, man. If I go outside and I'm going to be like walking at all in the winter, I need my gator. You know what a gator is? Uh, it's like a crocodile. Uh, it's this, it's this, it's this neck thing. It's like this tube, this neck thing. You put it, put it over your head, and it goes around your neck, and it keeps out all the the the, the thing that drives me crazy more than anything else is cold wind mm-hmm. chill on my neck. It makes me well. I like the angry. fancier version. I bought the LL Bean Gore-Tex uh, sport cravat, and it's uh, like a gator, but it's a, <laughs> you look sort of like Fred Astaire in his older years. So it's, uh-huh. it's a cravat, Greg. And it goes over your face? Do you, yeah, do you, it's, do you, it's a sport cravat. Did you get Yeah, sure. All right, fine. Um, anyway, I, I anyway, bought gator. something similar to that, and I learned a new word because I had no idea what these were called. Uh, Exer- but I think, a- exercise? I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's similar to what Greg said. I just bought it uh, recently. It's a balaclava. Oh, yeah. But the problem with those... Eventually, that goes over your yeah, face. Yeah, but eventually you look like you're going to rob a bank, and you don't want to be wearing one of those. I'd rather be cold than seen as a sinister interloper. That's true, but at least if you were going to rob a bank, you don't have to change facial clothing. The nice thing about a gator... So it allows you more freedom in more, your life? More freedom exactly. in your life, right. Rob, nice, no rob. Okay, I'm good <laughs> <in either> situation. <laughs> oh, I left my balaclava at home. Oh, I guess uh, I won't be doing any robbing nope. today. Just got to go get some bread. I just uh, I just love this word, and I, I know I'm going to confuse it with baklava, and I'm going to end up eating it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, anyway, that's our big-time winterizing talk. I keep, uh, like, coats and gloves in the car, too. Like, just, mm. I recommend the... Uh, L.L. Bean brand, Filson brand, Johnson Wool brand of things. I like fleece. Sorry, I, I, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. know. It's fake. It's fake. You know what I used to wear was this this big sweater. We used to call it uh, Big Blue, and it came from uh, Scotland and was very, very warm. But the problem is, you have to keep. You know, when you're taking it off, your 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 hair would go with it. Your shirt would wind up, you know, over your head. And it was this sort of this process. The nice thing about fleece, particularly if it's got a zipper like what I'm wearing I like right wool, wool with a zipper. now, wool with a zipper. Um, you just you just take it off. It's gone. I had to take off my merino wool hoodie, Greg, because it's too use. warm. Warmer than your fleece. Mm. Uh, I got to give a shout out to this uh, hot new uh, Columbia Super Parka winter coat that I just bought at Dick's Sporting Goods. Really warm, really awesome. And if you're looking to buy some good coats, you can go over to the Boarding House Surf Shop in Hyannis. They have tons of great winter wear, um, lots of North Face, lots of Burton brands, really good. And you got to trust these guys because these are like snowboarders. Like, who are the coldest people around? These are people who are flying down cold mountains, so they know how to keep warm. I'd also recommend Mass Bay, the Army-Navy mm-hmm. store here in Hyannis. I they, love that place. They carry a lot of upscale stuff, a lot of Columbia. I, I bought some great things there. Plus, it's always fun to see, like, paperweight hand grenades or what else they have in there. I like the weird sort of survival things, big knives and things that just kind of make you nervous just looking at them. On your recommendation, a few years ago, I bought a pair of $20 rubber boots there. I still have them, and I use them. They dun, are dun, dun, amazing. Dun. See? All right. Speaking of cold weather and fun, here is your chance, maybe your last chance, 
to get ready for a Winter Olympics. This is your chance, gentlemen, to finally get yourselves in shape, get a sport, and get to the next Winter Olympics, which, of course, are going to be held in Fiji? <laughs> Where what? are the next? What? Winter Olympics in Fiji? <laughs> Do they have I, mountains in Fiji? Well, yes, yeah, they have Mount uh, Tabarombo, uh, and it's uh, often shrouded in confusion. And snow. Mount Fervalabo. That sounds interesting. It's it's an ancient dialect. Are you talking about the 2022 Olympics? Yes, in Fiji. You right? mean you mean Beijing? Beijing, right? Oh, oh, Beijing, Fiji. Well, it's Very it's close. similar, you know, small country, gigantic country. All uh, right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Beijing doesn't sound that wintry. But who knows? Um, I imagine there's locations. So we got to get ready for that. The last chance for all of us is curling. Curling is the answer. We can proudly represent the USA in our swanky curling outfits, zip up sort of things with special hats. But I want it to be a downhill racer. No, that's not going to happen, on. Greg. Come on, I want it to be. Unless you somehow put like a giant boulder in your parka and let it just take you down somehow. Curling, I don't know. It's got to be, what, it's not glamorous enough for you? No. Oh, jeez. It's not easy, I bet. I think. Has anyone ever died, you know, playing curling? I, I bet mean, it's happened. You fall asleep on the ice and someone hits you in the face with a <laughs> One of those big rocks. And the sweepers don't sweep. They don't slow it down. They're like, no, here it comes. comes. No. Here comes a Zamboni. (laughs) All right. If you're curious about curling, here's a real nice opportunity. The newly formed Lower Cape Curling Club will host a Learn to Curl session for anyone interested in the Olympic sport, the Olympic sport. The session will include off-ice presentations. Okay, here, we're going to do a skull session here about this, guys. And an informational video and small group on-ice instruction by experienced curlers you can trust. Curling equipment will be provided, and participants are advised to dress warmly in layers, merino wool layers, and bring flat, rubber-soled shoes like sneakers. Interesting. Training will be sufficient for joining their winter and spring leagues. This is great. Right before the Patriots game on Sunday, 4 to 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, January 20th, at the Charles Moore Arena, that's 23 O'Connor Road in Orleans. It's 30 bucks. That sounds like a lot of fun for 30 bucks, though. Mm-hmm. CharlesMooreArena.com slash curling is the website, and I am a giant fan of the Charles Moore Arena. Excellent ice, an exceptional snack bar where they fry Oreos and Twinkies. What? And that's just where it starts. Good snack bar. Uh, they really care about the ice and the community there. And this is right before the Patriots game. Mm. This would be great to get out there, do something before yeah, you sit on the couch. On. Before yeah. so, yeah. I don't know, guys. What do you say we start a squad? We need it's one a- more person. I would love to try it, but in a little different way than most people would want to do curling. So you'd want to have a beer in front of you, and you're curling your elbow up to your lips to. to... Nope, I want to be the Rock. <laughs> I would like you to just be sit Dwayne, in an Indian, Dwayne Johnson. It, yeah, yeah, I want to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, but I want to sit Indian style on the ice, and someone push me and sweep me, and then I get into the bullseye. <laughs> Boy, that is a uh, a weird fantasy. Mm-hmm. That is an unusual sort curling of curling fantasies. Interesting. I am the Rock. You could have a T-shirt that said that, or maybe I am a, the rock. a parka. I, I am the I, Rock. I am an island. Oh. <laughs> And a rock never cries, and an island eats poutine. I mean, curling's supposed to be cool now, right? I mean, curling's curling's. It cool. used to be that it was like uh, like a bunch of fat That's, guys from yeah. Minnesota, you know. And yeah. well, hey, how you doing there, eh? But now they look like they're athletes. It's kind of glamorous. And it is. Come on, Greg, forget downhill skiing. Let's go to the Olympics <sighs> in 
Beijing as curlers. <laughs> you don't even know where it's being. I, how are they going to do it in Beijing? Where's the snow? It, it's a big giant city. They have lots of mountains. Uh, they'll never beat Lillehammer. That was the best Winter Olympics. They skied right into the town. It was a teeny town. Yeah, those cool. Why can't it be Lillehammer every time? I know. Oh, those Norwegians with their skiing and everything. All right. Man, we got we to gotta get out of here. I'll remind you the Cool for Fuel concerts coming up this weekend. That's uh, 3 and 7.30 p.m. Saturday. And that is at the Wellfleet Preservation Hall. It raises money for people who need help with their... Heating bills, I believe. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's always yep. a good time. Yep. So you can find out more about the uh, Cool for Fuel concerts with a great lineup of local bands coming up on Saturday. That's at WellfleetPreservationHall.org. Guys, we got to get out of here. It's been a wicked pleasure. Mung, thank you for being here. It's great to be back. Did you miss me? Eh, metza, metza. <laughs> Particularly. Greg, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Till next time. Till next week. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. See ya. Walk the fat monk butt. Do his parking spot. Do far. Gasp.